Hey there, if you're tuning in, you're tuning into the second episode of the Electronic Atmosphere Podcast, a podcast created to help you if you are an aspiring DJ or producer trying to make it big time in the EDM industry. We understand this journey is not an easy one as the competition is growing tougher and tougher every day as EDM is growing more and more mainstream globally. But we have good news for you. There's always room for a good producer that creates good music. This is exactly why we created this podcast, to help you get unique value from every single person that we interview during every episode. As they share their unique story, offer you free tips and free value on how to market yourself and how to create better music as a producer, please take a good listen as every single one of these people have a great story to tell and great tips to give. This podcast is brought to you by Electronic Apparel, a clothing company created to produce streetwear, ravewear, and gymwear for all the beautiful people out there. Our small team at Electronic Apparel, our two biggest passions are fitness and good music. This is why we want to bring it and create a community and bring it together as one as Electronic Apparel. Thank you for being here with us today. Today we are joined with a very special talent named Ty Serna, better known as Sly Turner. Known for his techno and house music, and playing shows all over the local San Diego area, Ty is starting to make himself a big name in the industry. As he is nowhere where he wants to be right now, he has tons of new music coming out as he has tons of unreleased tracks on his private SoundCloud. I gave him a quick listen, and let me tell you, they are fire. This guy has talent, so take a good listen, and let's get right into the interview. How you doing, Ty? Hey, man, doing pretty good. Uh, just, just chilling at my house right now. How you doing? Good, 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 man. Thank you for asking. How'd your day go so far? It's going pretty good. I uh, just got off work recently, and I'm just enjoying my free time now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. About to make some more music? Yeah, yeah. Probably as soon as this phone call's over. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Yeah. Hey, how about you uh, give our audience a short little background story of yourself? Yeah, 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 of course. Um, so I'm 23. Uh, I live in San Diego in PB right now in Pacific Beach been here for about five years um originally from sacramento uh it's where i went to high school and all that and you know believe it or not i actually was um was a football buff back then <laughs> yeah really really into sports is basically all i wanted to do was play football so that's why i came down to san diego um i was gonna walk on to the football team down here and the first semester I was here, like basically, you know, like as soon as I got here, my mom was calling me and was telling me that, you know, we're probably not going to be able to afford for you to go there anymore. Um, so I, I had to drop out after a semester. And I went to Santa Barbara. I was playing football there for a little bit. And then I tore my Achilles uh, again for the second time. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So after that, I, I just came back down to San Diego. Um, kind of gave up on the whole football dream. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I started making music. I didn't start making music until I came back from Santa Barbara. Oh, wow. And then how old were you when you first started? 20. Yeah, 20. so uh -huh. I came back my sophomore year. Um, so I was 19 at the time. And then I didn't, I didn't really get too into it immediately when I came back. But I had so much more free time because I wasn't doing football. You know, mm -hmm. I, was, I was like, man, I got to fucking find something to do. Um, so, so I had played piano in high school. Um, I taught myself piano, like my sophomore year of high school. And I did that all three years, the last three years. 
of high school. And, you know, I was like, well, Hey, you know, I can, I can play the keyboard pretty well. Um, you know, maybe I should, maybe I should give music a go. So I went to, um, I went to that mad decent block party of all places. Um, <laughs> and after I went to mad decent block party, I was like, you know what? I think I could maybe do this too. So I downloaded Ableton and it kind of just sat there for a little bit. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing at first, you know? And then maybe like six months later, I kind of sat down and really like divulged myself into the, into the DAW and into the program. And, um, yeah, I just never really looked back since I would say I've been doing it every single day for the last three years. Nice, man. That's really, really cool. And did you start mixing or did you start like producing first? Like producing. producing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've only been DJing for the last two years. Um, but I've been producing for, for just over three, I would say just over three years now. Um, so yeah, for me, it, for me, it was all about production and it's still all about production. You know, DJing comes secondary for me, but, yeah. um, you know, these days you got to do both. So, um, you know, I, once, once I started producing, then it was like, you know, okay, well, how do I get myself out there? You got to play shows, right? Mm -hmm. So the two just kind of go hand in hand, but yeah, for me, producing is, is definitely the focus point. Yeah, you know what's funny, actually? The first time I ever uh, saw you play was at, like the little show uh, at the club basement in <laughs> Dude, San Diego. That's, that's, that's where I got my start at basement. I don't, I don't play too much there anymore. I haven't played there in about, oh, man, like 8 to 12 months. But that's, yeah, that's where I got my start. I owe everything to that place. Nice. How about you tell us, like, um, look kind of your story, how um, you, like, got connected with the people at basement over there? Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you know Brooke Galland? Mm, the name sounds familiar actually yeah okay so she was a fall 13 alpha fee uh okay. when i was when i was rushing she rushed as well and um when i came back when i came back she kind of you know started figuring out that i was into djing and stuff and i probably talked to her about it at some point um but she mentioned that her brother Britton, was a pretty successful dj and he had you know been touring and things like that uh he's played you know like in germany and overseas and so she introduced me to her brother and I drove up to Solana beach where he lived at the time and would basically just get a crash course in DJing and stuff from him. And then Britain, uh, Brooks brother put me in contact with Ikaika, my mm -hmm. buddy Ikaika now. Um, and he's the guy who started booking me for basement. So yeah, yeah. I was through friend of friend circumstances. I just kind of lucked out, I yeah. guess, and met the right people. Uh, yeah, just networking. Music. yeah exactly sent him my music sent him a couple mixes and he liked it and uh yeah it gave me a shot you know like akaika gives gives a lot of a lot of up-and-coming djs um an opportunity to you know put their self out there um yeah. in San diego so yeah i owe a lot to akaika and me and him still talk you know very frequently to this day um so yeah, yeah you know it's it's all it's all it's all love in the in the industry over here yeah and is, does he like run basement akaika yeah, so he he handles the booking for for basement, right? Yeah, so I'm not sure of his official title, so I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to you know discredit him for his yeah. for anything that he's done, but I, I guess you would call him the talent buyer. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, and then so that leads me to my next question. Actually, is what's like your genre of music or like your unique sound, as people would say? Right. Yeah. So I'm. It hasn't always been this way, but I'm a I'm a house and techno guy for sure. With okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that's, it. that's that's <laughs> been my focus for the last couple of years. It's changed, you know, slightly within the genre. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. If you're going to put like a broad, a broad kind of generalization on it, it'd be house and techno, the stuff that I make. Yeah. Nice. Anything uh, special that you're working on right now? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I haven't put on any songs in a long time. I haven't sent out any demos in a while. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm working on a lot of, so I have, you know, I'm sitting on like 20 songs right now. Um, and I'm writing new stuff every day. Some of them are better than others. You know, some of them will probably never see the light of day. <laughs> but that, that's how it goes. You know, you make, make new stuff every day. If it works, you know, great. Send it out. If it doesn't, trash it. Yeah. And you're like your biggest critic, I'm sure. So yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say I throw away about 90% of the stuff that I make and then never, oh. never, never put it out. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Dang. What, what's some, uh, what are some like songs that people could look at right now that you put out in the past? Okay. Uh, yeah. So maybe the most popular one would probably be 24 seven. Um, it's a collab that I made with my buddy, Nick Olivetti, who's oh, nice. really, really talented producer, DJ from Italy. Um, but he's on, he's on dirty bird. He's on the same Bristol food, music, a uh, lot of time labels. Um, so yeah, I owe a lot to him because, you know, when I reached out to him initially, I never in a million years thought he would say yes to, you know, work on a track with me. Yeah. He's, you know, one, of, one of my idols, um, you know, at the time and still to this day. So that's a track that I'm really proud of uh, just because of how it all came together. And, you know, from the time we made it to the time it came out, it was about a year. Yeah. So, Wait, that's uh, so cool. You really just, you just like hit him up like randomly and just ask if you wanted to collab together. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, I wouldn't recommend doing this because a lot, a lot of DJs, you'll rub them the wrong way. You know, when mm -hmm. you ask them, Hey, Hey, collab, 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 <laughs> you know, without ever meeting anybody before. And at the time I was stupid. I didn't know this, you know, I was still figuring out the industry and how things work. Um, so my ignorance led me to, uh, yeah, one of my favorite tracks that I've put out so far. So, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's so cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but what tips would you have for like, let's say that like I started with mixing and producing and I right. just bought Logic Pro or Ableton Live uh -huh. 10 on my laptop. What right. tips do you want to give me? Um, take your time. Yeah, be patient. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, I would say the most frustrating thing at first was, you know, you, you think you think everything's going to happen so quickly. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to download this. I'm going to make a banger song, and I'm going to be the next biggest touring DJ. You know, within a year, yeah. right? And you know, in some cases, it works out like that. Um, you know, but in most instances, you got to pay your dues. You got to, you know, learn the ropes, and you got to, you know, suffer for a little bit before you get anywhere. So I would say my biggest tips would be just focus on getting your productions to the highest possible level you can, mm -hmm. you know, really focus on sound quality, mixing techniques, production techniques, and don't, don't worry about blowing yourself up. You know, if your music's good enough and you know, your productions are tight, then people will find, will find out, right. And they'll find you and yeah. they'll come to you. And that's the way it should be, you know, mm -hmm. uh, promoters and stuff should come to the DJs, not the other way around, at least in my opinion, that's, that's what works. That's what works best. Yeah. That's great advice. I mean, if you, if you're putting out good stuff, people are going to find it over time. Exactly. Exactly. Safe. You know, and, uh, you know, instead of being your own hype, man, it's good when you have other people hyping you up, right. It just looks, looks better. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, so I would say, you know, just stay in your lane, you know, don't get too, um, emotional over, you know, the things that happen along the way, you know, you're going to go through a lot of rejection mm -hmm. um, along the way, but you know, it, it's, 
it speaks to the people who have done it for so long because, you know, you deal with rejection on a daily basis in this, in this industry, I guess. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of, it kind of builds tough skin. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people that are just getting started nowadays, like in 2018, cause, uh-huh. cause electronic music is blowing up now, right? It's like starting to really, really blow up in the world. And right. All these new people right. that are trying to come to the game are like, just trying to like ask and like automate like their Instagram and like, have their social media try to go yeah crazy. you don't want to you don't want to be a bot dj yeah exactly right? yeah so that's... i'm i'm not very i'm not a big proponent of that you know yeah trying to build instagram clout or whatever <laughs> maybe you know posting the story hey look at my new post yeah it, it should be natural it should come natural yeah exactly you know yeah. and a lot of people a lot of people take that into consideration you know how likable is this dj how down to earth is he you know mm-hmm. is he Post what his management team is telling him to post or you know is he is he himself you know i, I kind of tend to like djs that don't really give a shit about their social media you know they just kind of do them yeah exactly and i feel like a lot of these kids that are trying to um, spread themselves so wide on social media don't even have a produced track yet you know so it's like right you're... yeah you'll get some there's uh there's some instances when people will you know hit you up hey you know let me let me get a gig here um and you're like all right send me some of your productions and then they don't have any. <laughs> like, so, oh, okay. Yeah, right. So, yeah, if, if, if that's, you know, um, like a little side question here, if you're looking to get a gig, you know, uh, mm-hmm. concentrate on your productions first. Don't, don't go asking for gigs if you don't have any songs yet. You know, I mean, there's maybe a handful of DJs out there that can get away with being a DJ or, or being a touring DJ and not have any productions. I can think of Lee K, Ben UFO, you know, and, and, and that's that's about it right so there's yeah. not many guys out there that are guys and girls out there um who can just get away with strictly being a dj because it's so easy to do these days and it's not easy to be a, a great dj right but yeah it's, there, it's so accessible to so many kids out there now that to strictly be a dj you either got to be you know the sickest the sickest guy out there or um yeah you gotta you gotta produce your own tracks yeah because producing is as we all know, it's so much harder than just throwing out right. the mix. Yeah. Right, right. And, you know, it's funny because I, I read this. Um, I've been reading this book recently. It's called Noise, The mm-hmm. Political Economy of Music. Oh, nice. And, yeah, yeah. And in this book, they say, um, you know, that music is – that in the future, people are, are just going to make their own music, right? Because technology is at such an advanced rate now that – you know, 10, 20 years, it'll be so easy for people to gather samples and create their own sounds that they like that, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, people, people will just be making their own music and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to fall behind. So, yeah. Wow. So that's just that's to a great up. tip. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> um, and then what I really wanted to ask you as well is like, what would you, what tip would you give like for producers that are trying to just like, you know, network in general out there that are just trying to, you know, make right. friends in the industry. They're trying to. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just say, you know, go, go to a couple shows, maybe talk to some of the DJs that are there. That's what I did. Um, you know, reach out, reach out in a few instances, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, you know, cause if I never did that, then I probably, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now and I'm not anywhere I'm not anywhere where I want to be, right? I still have a ton of work to do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, reaching out to people is never a bad thing. And um, even though I know, I know, I said before, you know, hey, you probably don't want to just go randomly hitting up big name DJs. 
but maybe those maybe those middle tier DJs hit those guys up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll probably help out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. You know, you'll get some guys that ghost you, you know, but it's not a big deal. You know, you're just in the same position you were before. So uh yeah, don't don't be afraid of no's, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, just definitely. Ask questions, reach out. You know, it's just basically six degrees of separation theory, you know, through friend of a friend circumstances, you're, you know, uh six degrees away from wherever you'd like to be. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just reach out, ask questions, um, and most importantly, get involved in the scene too. You know, go to go to shows that uh, maybe you wouldn't have gone to before. Um, you know, and you'll you'll meet some really cool people. You know, um, mm-hmm. I've been definitely going out to try and support as many local local acts as I can. You know, not just my own shows, but there's so many other guys down here that are doing great things right now with their music. Um, that, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it just builds a sense of community, you know, and when you go and support other DJs, um, then they'll come back out to support you, and it just, you know, goes goes around and around and uh, breeds, breeds a nice sense of community in the area, and we yeah. can always use a little more. It's like a circle. You give value, you get value back. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and there's, 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 like, comparisons that go around, you know, people say, oh, in Europe, you know, the DJs are so much more likely to help out than the American DJs. Um, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a known thing that it's a bit more cutthroat over here, or oh. at least that's what people think. I should have know um, that. Yeah, yeah. But down in San Diego, I would say, you know, down here, people, we help each other. Um, yeah, we help each other a lot. You know, there's not too much bitterness down here of, you know, other people's successes and things like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, down here, I think there's a really good sense of community and we all we all do a lot to help each other. Yeah, the music scene in San Diego is very nice. It's, it's right, definitely yeah, a sense yeah. of community it's, down there. Definitely, and it's it's progressing too. You know, it's house is becoming a bigger a bigger commodity. Oh yeah, uh, in the electronic music scene, you know, with big with big respects to Cross Festival for making that mm-hmm. happen. Too, yeah. You know, because before Sick Cross Festival. Festival, right before Cross Festival, I mean, down here it was kind of mostly electro and and trap. Um, but since that happened, it's gotten it's gotten a bit more housey and you know tech which i obviously love yeah so you know i love all kinds of music but that's that's my sweet spot for sure yeah so back to like the networking thing i just think like the the advice that i would give is that if you have good music and you believe in your music then feel free to go to as many events as possible and then like talk to them in person because yeah yeah exactly if you have like a person-to-person connection it's a lot it's a lot more meaningful than just dming them on instagram on twitter because anyone can do that right a real right. human-to-human interaction is much more meaningful to people. So exactly. that's like my takeaway from it. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%, 100%. I can, I can think of like one example that comes to mind where, um, you know, where I had been, I had been sending cut snake tracks for about a year. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'd never met, never met Fisher, never met Seth in person. And one night I was at Spin after um after cross festival one i think it was i think it was about a year ago um and i and i ran into said at the, at spin, wow. the after party yeah i just bumped into him and i could tell that he obviously didn't know who i was at first you know even though we had kind of chatted a bit online and i like introduced myself and it was really awkward you know because i was like hey man like, <laughs> like a huge fan for the last two years yeah and he's like oh no way like that's amazing and I was like, yeah, I've been sending you tracks. And he's like, oh, what's your name? And I told him. And he's like, oh, no fucking shit. Like, I love your stuff. Uh, and it was, it was just awesome to hear. And I, you know, found out that he's local. And um, Oh, he's in San Diego? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in San Diego. So we've been, oh, we've nice. been chatting. We chat every now and again. And um, yeah, yeah. He's a really great guy, really down to earth guy, you know, but it's just one of those things where, you know, if you didn't go out to a party to experience it, then you would have never, you know, I would have never met him and never had that face to face contact with him. Yeah. And we, still chat, we still chat every now and again, but, he, you know, obviously he's very busy. Um, and you're talking yeah, about Fisher as well? No, not Fisher. Just, oh, okay. just said. Yeah, Lee, Lee Sedley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Fisher. That would be sick. Yeah, I'm not homies with Fisher, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a definitely, it's definitely better when you have a face to face contact. You know, because I mean, just from that example, it's like the face to face con, um, the face to face interaction with said was, you know, it was better for me than any other um, communication we had virtually. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I can already yeah. tell just by your story that like he actually cared about what you were saying in person like they actually loved your music and love that you came out to him and had the balls to just say hi you know right right exactly yeah. and yeah he was i mean we were both blacked out of our minds i ended up getting, <laughs> i ended up getting kicked out of spin that night and yeah I, so i ended up getting kicked out and when i was getting thrown out lee comes out and he's like boy what are you doing like that's my mic he's with me he's <laughs> like we don't care man he's drunk off his ass he's getting he's getting 86 he's out of here so, <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. So yeah, I, I would say, you know, yeah, just make connections, you know, talk to people, whether it be virtually or, you know, in person, uh, both, both do, both do the job. I would say in person is a little more effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Just networking is definitely more important than, uh, than you'd think. Yeah. Just instead of just automating your Instagram. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, um, now you got fish on my mind though. Did you go to Coachella weekend one? Dude, I've never been to Coachella. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never been. Okay, because Fisher's Doolab set, the surprise set was crazy. Really? Yeah, it was it was wild. You yeah, would have loved just, it for sure. I, I saw he's got a he's got his own stage at Hard Summer and on Holy Ship too. Yeah, so that's, that's that's probably sick. gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah he's trying to blow up. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a crazy guy for sure. I've, <laughs> I've talked to him in person a couple times. Not, like, obviously, I don't know him, but I mean, he's the same guy that he is in person as you know as he is on his social media and all that. Yeah. Very likable guy. Very likable guy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, by the way, what's your uh, favorite uh, music festival? My favorite music festival? Yeah. Jeez, that's I, crossed. Yeah, for crossed. me. Yeah, they've, you know, they've done so much for the house and techno scene down here in San Diego. And obviously, you know, the fact that it's local and has gotten, um, you know, as reputable as it has in the last three years, it's, it's just the, you know, what they do for the city and for the scene here. That's definitely my dream festival. It's maybe not the biggest, mm -hmm. you know, but, but yeah. But to play, probably, you really want to play at that my, show. Yeah. By far yeah. my favorite. It's I've been to every single one. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even when I wasn't supposed to, yeah, yeah. It's a great festival. You know, I can't, I can't say enough about it. Yeah. And then for people that are interested, um, when and where is this event at? So Crossed is at Waterfront Park. It's twice a year. That's the other cool part is that they do two of them, right? So they'll do one in the spring and one in the fall. Usually it's like October 1st and 2nd or something like that, right? Like the first weekend in October and then mm -hmm. like the first weekend in March is typically when it is. Nice. That's awesome. Hey, well, Ty, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Like you were awesome. We got so much cool value out of you. But where can our audience find you on social media, your music, upcoming shows, et cetera? Right. Um, so on social media, it's 
like soundcloud.com slash slideturner music. The hyperlink's all the same. So facebook.com slash slideturner music, twitter.com slash slideturner music. Um, and then you can, you can go on Spotify and iTunes, and I'm on there as well, and uh, Beatport if you want to throw me a bone and buy a track. <laughs> well, too. And then you got any uh, upcoming shows coming up? Yeah, yeah. So I'm playing on Friday, uh, Friday night at Spin for the oh. Anil- yeah for the Analino show. No way. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm playing uh, at the end of the month on the 30th at Courtyard for the Shibasan show, and then that night I gotta walk over to Basement after and then go play the Mala show. Oh fuck yeah, that's awesome. I definitely gotta make it to at least one of those for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. Let me know. I got you. Yeah, that's sick. And then um, for for all the listeners out there, everything that he said about where you can find him on the internet, I'll have it in the show notes below. But hey, thank you so much, Sly Turner, for joining us. It was a great time talking to you. Hopefully, I can have you back on the show again just to talk about some more you know, specific topics. But it was a great show with you. And yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Have, have a good one, man. Yeah, have a good one. All right. Cheers, brother. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode because I know I did. I love talking to Ty. He's a great guy and he's such a talented musician. I love picking his brand a little bit and getting to know him a little bit better. I hope you got a lot of free value out of this episode. If you liked it, please give us a subscribe and leave a review if you'd like. It would help us a lot in being shown to more people so we can help as many people as possible because in the end, that is our main goal is to help as many producers and upcoming DJs as possible in the industry because we know the how hard it is to make it. Again, this podcast was brought to you by Electronic Apparel, and we will see you next week with the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, and see you soon.